for aflcoaches.com.au and Shadforth Financial Group. This is a conversation with an AFL coach where we'll pick some of the leading footy brains in the land and have an in-depth chat covering their lives in and out of Aussie rules football. On the eve of the third AFLW season, I'm pleased to hand over the microphone to current Western Bulldogs assistant coach and former terrific player, Daniel Giancirocusa. Gia catches up with his good mate and current Bulldogs AFLW senior coach, Paul Groves. By the way, Grovesy is the reigning AFLW premiership coach. Gia and Grovesy talk about all sorts of things associated with playing and coaching, the growth of AFLW, and of course, the Lucky Chicken Eggs AFLCA Women's Coaching Crusade Partnership. I know you're gonna enjoy the next little while. Well done, Gia, and thanks very much, Grovesy. Welcome to a conversation with an AFL coach for the AFL Coaches Association. I'm Daniel Jensiracusa, and today I'm looking forward to chatting with Paul Groves. Welcome, Grovesy. Thanks, Gia. Mate, we'll get started. Tell us about your football journey and uh, where your passion for the game first started out, right back to the start. Yeah, right back to the start. Um, Morty Bray under nines, so um, playing on the old tip at uh, Warren Road there. Um, Played there all my juniors, um, went to Bo Morris for a year in there as well, but did mainly did athletics the whole way through. So, um, yeah, just, just heavily involved in athletics. Every sport, really, you play the whole way through. Uh, the Dragons, Sandy Dragons, um, all the, the talent pathways the whole way through there. Um, chose athletics over footy, probably at 17, 18, um, and then fell back to footy in sort of 2004, St. Bede's Mentone, uh, and then was lucky enough to, to have Bevo um, arrive on the door uh, as our senior coach at St. Bede's Mentone. Um, well, he was assistant coach the first year as a, as a playing assistant and then a playing uh, senior coach in, in 2006. And back to you, at that point where you had to make that decision, was there a chance... You know, AFL-wise, you're in the pathways and stuff like that, or it was just that you had more of a passion for athletics, or yeah, um, certainly not going to sit there and say I was going to get drafted. Yep. Um, but I was doing, I was sprinting, doing long jump, triple jump, those sort of things, and um, sat in the same room as David Spriggs uh, and and Wayne Oswald. Yeah, I started. Us, uh, he was my year, Spriggs. He was yeah. probably in our draft. He was probably in the first two years. I reckon he was the best player. Out of our draft, I played 44 games and yeah, um, freak, was a freak athlete. Like yeah. we used to, he was Mentone athletics, athletics as, well. as well. He would have been, wouldn't yeah, he? Yeah. So we went, we did all our national trips together, and um, oh, I'd you see the bloke run 800 and 1500. He could just, he just cat and mouse with the opposition at national level and just uh, sprint away from the last hundred meters. So yeah, sat in that room and basically got the the ultimatum of footy or aths. We can't juggle both. Um, so I went down the athletics route and, and uh, Spriggsy went down the footy route. So, um, yeah, look, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's well in the past now. And do you think that, that athletics, so what, what sort of um, events did you do? Because I've heard you, you used to take a hanger <laughs> when you were playing, especially at some beads, yeah. I've been told. Um, a couple of weeks, they tell me. that like, Yeah, temp- good. fair if you attempted as well. Um, yeah, look, we, I was triple jump. Yeah, so okay, so that I, helps with the hangers and stuff. Yeah, correct. Yep. It's, it's not helping with the knees now, but um, <laughs> it was – I sort of then took it serious from sort of 18, 19 to 22 uh, where you're pretty much athletics is, is that it's either you're going to make it or you're not mm. to make probably any money out of it as well. Um, finished uni and was starting as a teacher and just had that ultimatum of, again, um, are you going to make the Olympics or not? Uh, my ankles were screwed so mm-hmm. um, that decision then were, was to go back and just play club footy um, yep. with mates from school and then coaching passion where did that when did that come in your in your footy career you go back to local um, was there a point when you thought oh I wouldn't mind trying this coaching caper yeah it was probably the second year at St Bede's uh, of Bevo coaching and I remember um, I don't even know if it was at a function uh, Bevo just said to me, he said, you should aim to, to coach this club one day. And I sort of sat there going, well, I've got no interest in coaching at the moment. I hadn't even thought about it, to be perfectly honest. So um, that led, I think, in 2009, 
um, Danny Stingray, Danny Long Stingray. So I just did some running coaching for the, the under 16s team. And then that basically then meant I got involved in the 16s and then a little bit with the 18s whilst trying to play as well. Uh, and then 2010 or 11, um, Tim Lamb, who's now at uh, Melbourne as, as, as the national recruiter there, he was a reserves coach at St. Bede's under Bevo. Um, then went to Sandy Dragons for a year as a line coach. And then he vacated and I, ju- I took that spot after speaking to Dale Tapping um, yep. around, yeah, I've got an interest for it, would love to do it. Uh, and after taking the 16s, I did a head year of head coach at, at uh, Stingrays, I think with, with Adam Trelaw and, and Dylan Sheil and, and those boys. Uh, then... Yeah, took the reins at, 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 I think I did the backs for the first year at Sandy. So I did three years there and then two years at Calder as, an, as a line coach. Moved around a bit. Yeah, it was good. It you was enjoy good. the young, that the sort of youth and um, yeah. those pathway programs? Yeah, being a high school, oh, being a teacher and a, and a PE yeah. teacher, it sort of comes pretty naturally that you're dealing with the young ones and, and working with their development. And the TAC really opens your eyes up to back to the individual development side and uh, less focus on results, although that sort of comes into it at mm. certain stages, but um, just developing the, the boys ready for the comp. Yeah. And Bevo, he's obviously had a fair influence on um, your coaching and obviously when you were playing. And yeah. talk to us about, you know, the, the three-peat and um, what was the most enjoyable part of that to start and then how has that influenced the what he did in those three years as a coach, and do you use that now when you when you're in a head coaching role? Yeah, completely. He was uh, uh, very left field, and he still is with, mm-hmm. with a lot of his coaching. He um, is just so big on you enjoying it, and, and the boys being uh, a real tight group. And we would um, we would do some really. Uh, left thing, left field things, and his pre games were pretty, pretty um, left of center. I can remember. So you're talking about motivation here. You're yeah. talking about um, tactics or both, uh, or tactically, he really just it was all about what us. Yep. There was wasn't a huge focus on the oppo um, because we didn't have video and we didn't have all that sort of stuff back then. But it was the motivation side. Mm. Um, I can remember walking in one game and he had tarot cards all over the over the ground and nothing on the whiteboard so tarot cards there and he'd matched us all up to um one of the symbols that that's i i I don't remember much about it so obviously didn't have a huge huge impact on me but but even even one game we rolled in he's matched us all to an afl player and who we're we're similar to um and i i i copped andrew embley Yep. And I was a bit bemused, Norm but Smith, I was expecting... Norm like, Smith medalist. Yeah, correct. So oh, star player, player, but yeah. probably very different to, to me. He was yep. probably a bit inside. I was probably as far, <laughs> far outside as you possibly could get. Um, like a, maybe a Robbo or something like that takes hangers. Yeah. I was probably anticipating, but um, there was sort of a secret message behind it that for, for each player around... Um, what your traits are, what you bring to the team. Um, Anyone flat with who they got? Oh, I can't really remember. I'll probably does that come up on the reunions and stuff like it, that. It, yeah, it does. Probably a little bit um, of my focus was probably too much on myself yep. um, through that period. That I just remember Andrew Embley yeah. as the one. So uh, no, he, he was just he just understood that we were there, an amateur club. We were there for our mates. We pre Christmas we just did three Wednesday nights where we had like a treasure hunt sort of challenge in teams mm. to get some K's in, but. Um, he was a big believer that uh, the the blokes don't want to come and be graded on their running ability. So we want we want a thirds team, we want a fourths team playing. So we want those guys part of the club. Let's not do time trials and um, still pre Christmas training at local level bemuses me mm. um, because it's you, you you run them four hundreds and smash them and then they go for Christmas and come back. F- less fit um after that so that 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 side of it was really good for me to to see that and experience um and at the time you don't take it all in you're just playing and you're just one of the players and you're just you're just taking it in because you want to play well um but the way he he bonded that group of, of young men um and everyone felt 
powerful in the in the group with what you were to do. Um, and we had we had a heap of challenges with different players and um, just unique players and different people. Um, but then to go the C B and then to win the A grade one was was a really really big accomplishment for everyone. And, and you reflect on it now, sort of ten years later. Um, we had our ten year reunion this year, which was good night. Um, but you reflect on it now and just some of the stuff he was doing to to empower us as players was uh, was stuff that I still use and, and carry on. So he's been one of the bigger influences in your not only footy but your, the coaching side. Any others? Yeah, Dale Tapping yep. was was huge. Um, three years at the Dragons. Uh, it's no surprise that he's part of the, the Brisbane crew um, up there that have got the young men uh, speaking so fondly yeah. of him. He's just a genuine, genuine good fella. Um, and new into the coaching ranks, I, I probably came in thinking I knew a well a lot more than what I did. Um, and he, he, he was really good at fostering that and, and giving you the experiences. And we had a really good crew of coaches as well that we still catch up um, from, from those years. Um, so he, he had a real, and just the player relationships, I just learned so much from him. And um, he's a landscape gardener and a, a tradie. And uh, the bond that he created with, with sort of 16, 17 year old men um, in that was he was, a, he was a real influential factor in, in, in the way I go about my coaching as well. So, how did then you get into the women's side of the game? Um, you weren't just appointed head of the AFLW for the Bulldogs. Was there any lead up in terms of um, being involved in you know female football before you got got the yeah, role at the Dogs? Yeah. So, I think when I was at the Dragons, uh, I was made aware that there was an academy for, for um, youth girls and there was a national championship. So I put my hand up to come on board. Andrew Jago was coaching the, the Victorian team and they had a second, well, I wouldn't call it a second team, but a Vic development team mm-hmm. um, because Victoria is so strong. So they had a second team put in. So I put my hand up to coach that. And I coached that for two years and we didn't win a game over the, over the course of the two years. But uh, looking back at it now, there's probably five or six girls that came through those t- team so selected in the second um, team that now play in the AFL women's so part of that pathway was that um, then Vic Country and Vic Metro uh, split in 2013 so I then um, took the Vic Metro team um, and won that and then stepped out of um, the women's space for a little bit mm-hmm. um, to sort of really concentrate more on because I was balancing two things at the time and you're balancing the commitments of Dragons with the girl, the youth girls yep. um, coaching as well. I was probably doing way too much football on top of my teaching as well. So um, just have to prioritise. I was probably uh, probably keen to get go, go up a level as quick as I could mm-hmm. without taking everything in at the time and, and really keen to get to the maybe an AFL environment without being ready to, to do it. So um, doing that was great exposure, uh, especially with young girls and, and dealing with them and coaching them. It's, it's, there's a lot of differences. But there's a lot of similarities, but also some major differences. Um, and then, yeah, so rolled through that and then uh, got the opportunity to, to get back involved um, when the job here came up. Let's talk about that first year. Obviously, it was, uh, it was challenging um, and didn't go the way you wanted in terms of win-loss, but... What did you? How did you find it? And then, what did you learn? Um, especially going into the second year, which we'll get onto in a second. Yeah, first year. Uh, so, three weeks after I started, the exhibition game was on. That first exhibition game, and we, the Bulldogs, hadn't won, won one. I was involved in the first one for Melbourne as an assistant coach. The first exhibition game, um, and we sort of pants the, the Bulldogs, um, and we hadn't won one in this period. So. Uh, we did a little bit of different stuff with them and about because at that, that exhibition game we had some girls that had already signed with AFLW clubs coming together to play in a Bulldogs jumper. So Mo at Collingwood, um, Lauren Arnell at Carlton. Um, there, were, there was numerous ones that... So we had to bring them together for this one game and um, we had managed to win that. It probably gave me a false sense of what the AFL women was going to be like. Um, and 
we go we obviously go to the draft table and drafting a whole squad was a unique experience and the vision we had was around 16 17 18 um, of the VFL women's season so we didn't have a whole heap of time to get as many interviews as we probably would have liked to do um, from a recruiting point of view it sounds like excuses but it was also um, I was lucky enough to sit in all your meetings for the the final series and then the grand final and looking at your game plan and everything so I'm just taking your game plan going well this is working at AFL environment I'm going to use this for the first year of women's and we're going to be unbeatable because we're going to flick the ball around with our hands we're going to do handball club in here um, and it we just were three steps down the road of where we needed to be um, and, they, and we just we couldn't we couldn't implement that game plan um, but we did have the second most shots in the comp so we just we um, I think Ali kicked 6-12 or something um, Maka kicked four goals eight so we we had the footy we had opportunities to win games we just missed shots that hit the post like 10 times for the season little things like that but overall our skill development wasn't good enough um, and that was a huge focus going forward so that was the biggest thing you learnt, that you, you personally were trying to fast-track things yeah. probably too quickly? Oh, um, completely. You, you have, in your eyes, you have this game plan that's going to be unbeatable and every training we pretty much just play, trained what the game plan was going to look like as opposed to can they actually, actually execute the basic fundamental skills so that when you bring a game plan in, you can actually execute that. Yep. That was that was the number one thing. And to be fair, I canvassed a lot of the girls for their feedback um, and I got some brutal feedback from them. Yeah, right. Um, it's probably lucky I had a two-year deal at that point. Yeah. Um, so the feedback from them was, um, we'd like to see this, we'd like to see that. Um, and I think you got to listen to your playing group um, what was your, how was your reaction at first? Oh, you, you get your back up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, sense of pride and you feel attacked a little bit. But you, once you see through that and you, and you wave through um, a few of the girls and what, and what they're trying to get out of it, um, they just want to be successful. They, mm. want to, they want to individually improve as well. Um, so that, that was the catalyst behind um, designing what, the second year plan was going to look like now we then had no idea if that was going to be successful um but we were going to have a crack at it we were going to go down the line of this this sort of training um what work can you go into a little bit of detail about like the just the shift between the first year like you've talked about you wanted to put this game plan in that was yeah um you know quite upbeat in terms of moving flicking the ball around and things like that um, after reflection, after feedback, um, both from the girls as well as I'm sure you reflect on things yourself. What what were some of those? Can you give examples to the people listening about those yeah, changes? It was years? a lot was centered around oh, when I did the stats breakdown of the first year. So the, like, you're a stats the, coach, or you um, or you got a balance? I like feel to, you, I like to have the stats behind me to give me an idea of what's happened but mm-hmm. then I like to have the feel and see what you what yep. you what you Which Bevo always talks about oh, I don't know if he's spoken to that to you but around back what you're seeing yeah um, oh yeah completely back what you're seeing especially on game day and the feel you're getting yep. and and the relationships you've built and then the stats can back that up yeah, if they need to There's a lot of stats especially AFL women's because it's so different there's a lot of stats that are really influenced by kicking with the breeze and against the breeze, yeah, okay. especially in the summer period. So understanding what how that affects one quarter of footy mm-hmm. um, was probably the, the main thing. And it all then came back to the first year um, we could get one handball out, but the second handball wouldn't be caught or would be fumbled. Or, or um, So there's a lot, a lot of work went mainly into kicking, um, marking ground balls, clean hands, like little, little. We we do we we employed Andrew Shakespeare, uh, who'd been Northern Knights head coach for for three years as well. Um, involved in the women's academy, uh, he's the guru on sort of skill ac, um, skill acquisition and and just the basic fundamentals um, that was still available around the period. So we had a good chat with him and 
Um, he's probably he's probably the one you sit there and go, that changed everything um, from a mindset for the girls and challenging them just to get the fundamentals right. Mm-hmm. Um, the game plan in terms of a strategic tactical would have been better in game in year one, but we just kept it as simple as last year. Um, really refined it and and made sure that the girls clearly understood the 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 framework that we're giving them there's sort of the board of the outside um and then they play play footy and play it on instinct as well i think it's a big one because some of the girls can really play mm-hmm. um and if you try and get them to move from a to b every time um sometimes they might need to go around about to get there um i think that's really important for them as well Thanks for that, Grovesy. We're just going to take a quick break once we hear from our sponsors. The AFL Coaches Association has an important partnership with Shadforth Financial Group. Ask yourself four simple questions. Do you know when you'll be debt free? If you died tomorrow, would your family be okay? Do you know when you'll have enough money to retire? Are you earning more than you spend? If you answered no to any of those questions, you should talk to Shadforth and quick. With with the women's game, and you've coached all the you know men, boys, girls, women, blah blah blah. What are the, what what would you say the greatest challenges and the difference between the two, if any? Yeah, no, no, there are. There's some, there's some big ones. That's probably a question we ask when we're interviewing for people in our program. Are, do, are there differences in men's and women's footy? Um, to the to your staff or to the girl? To no, the, to the staff. Yeah, and, okay. and, um, and, and potential players as yep. well. Um, but to the staff, essentially, it's the girls are the girls are wanting they want more feedback and they want pretty like live feedback a lot more. Um, and how that looks, it's really tricky. No matter how it comes, oh, uh, you have to be filling the cup a fair bit. Yeah, right. Um, as opposed to to um, sort of the straight at them feedback because mm-hmm. they'll process it and they'll they want they want to know why um, you can't yeah, like youth of these days. Oh, correct. It? Yeah, there's a bit like that. It's a bit it? but, but to still, the young yeah. kids that come through now in any environment that um, they're seeking sort of instant gratification. But the girls do want more, um, and they want to have it. They want they want to really invest in the relationships, whether it's the head coach or line coaches or the uh, welfare person or whoever's or the general manager of women's footy, they want to invest in those relationships. Um, and Al McConnell, it's, uh, don't know if it was his quote or if it was one that he pinched, but um, he said, the girls have to feel valued to perform where boys have to perform to feel valued. Um, and it's pretty. Spe- it is yeah, really spot on. Yeah. Um, I was trying to reword it so I could claim it. As well, <laughs> but but, uh, but, he, but he's on the money, and he's got so much um, exposure to both environments. Yeah. Um, and now coaching the women's team at GWS, so um, it's a really accurate description. Um, and we, the second going the second the first first year I, I ran a camp uh, at Ballarat. We. we our partners in Ballarat, we, we did the right thing, went up there and trained on the Saturday, big session, um, got them up early Sunday morning for a boot camp, um, carrying logs, ropes, you know, the, the tyres, yeah. all of that, we smashed them. Um, great team bonding thing, everything. Um, we spiked their loads way over, so we spent the next two weeks prior to Christmas coming back down, so we couldn't actually really get them fitter. Mm. Um, to the camp the next year, um, we, 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 I was doing a fair bit of work with Alison Crabb as a leadership sort of coach with me individually and then I gave the reins of the camp to her um, uh, with her experience at Flight Centre and all that was really, really powerful for the girls to give a bit about what has made them as a person and their history book. So we sat around in the city, we went to the city for two days um, and one day was a long mental, emotional day of people saying what's happened in their life, this is what's happened, this is my family background, this is my background. And then all of a sudden everyone knew and could broach conversations with each other to say they're here to support them or because there's always something going on with everyone, whether it's your VFL team and the boys there, there's always something mm. 
in the background that's happening that may be affecting them. Um, and that's important to sort of know, um, especially as a coach, but also as, a, as your teammates. So we went down that path uh, and we had a really, really close bond. Um, and you hear, um, you hear a little bit at the moment, you, you hear about the Chicago Bulls and the new coaches come in mm. and he's smashing them like training the day after back-to-backs and all the um, people on the podcast are going, oh, no, these, these, these young fellas are just going to, they're going to they're gonna push back against it. And they are a little bit. Um, but he's also trying to put some toughness into them. Mm, so a real balance needed, isn't there? Completely. Yeah. Um, but we were just we just went down that, let's show them a bit of love. And that, that, that value piece um, was, was around our camp for the second year. Now you've won the premiership. I'm sure there's great challenges now. And um, how have the girls come back? How's their attitude been? Um, how many changes have you had? Yeah. Um, you know, I know it's a moving pieces sort of part, especially the they're only on one year contracts, aren't they? So, um, what are the challenges has been, and how do, what's the feel you're getting from the girls at the moment? Yeah, the cha- look, the challenges are that two new teams come in this year, so there's automatically sixty new girls that we need, and you probably lose your best, your best player. Yeah, yep, yeah, to so, North. Yeah, we lose we lose Emma County to uh, to North. Um, Jenna Bruton, uh, Asta went to Geelong, and Daria went to North as well. So um, we change over nine girls um, from our squad. Um, and then when you win the flag, you pick a little bit later in the draft, um, which is a, a good problem to have. Um, so, yeah, we've we've um, we've gone a little bit younger with, with our earlier picks and then a bit older, but... I think across the board, and you speak to all the coaches in women's footy, and we're pretty, we're pretty open, and we're pretty sort of. It's still about building the game, and um, we don't give too much away, but we're still pretty. Yeah. And there's a couple of coaches that you know, it's the same as VFL and AFL level, that um, the girls have all come back in really good shape um, compared to after the first season and then going into the first season because we had. 20 girls on our VFL list last year. So they were with us and some played um, zero games. Some played five or six, some played 12. So we were able to have a little bit more control around what their programs look like and their fitness um, and yep. when they play and when they don't play and what they're getting out of the game. So they came back really well. Um, and this time last year, I sort of threw a whole new way of playing at them, especially with our skill development and everything. So this year... Um, there's some there's some tweaks to it clearly you do um, but uh, we're, we're now building upon it like last year was a real base that we had so there's now some more um, exploring for the girls to do um, around what what how, how can we move the footy better um, how can you individually get your skills better but it's also involving those those eight new girls into it um, and getting them up to speed with what we're trying to do how much of do you pass that back to the the leaders and Katie and girls yeah. like that to to drive that? And because they are twelve months into what you put in place last year, and you feel that's the right way. Obviously, success helps that, but um, that you're going to build again on those things. Yeah. Do you take the whole reins with your assistants, or do you you give it to the players a bit to explore, like you've just mentioned? Yeah. Oh, look, it's and with that game plan, it's pretty it's pretty loose around what. If you do win the footy, where are you on the ground, and mm. what what's the ideal outcome from what you do? So, um, yeah, we we do give a fair bit of ownership over to them, um, but then that ownership comes around. Well, we need your basic fundamentals to improve again, so we need to for you to buy into that. So if you're here a little bit early, um, go and kick the tennis ball, go and kick the little handball that we've got set up. Um, you can invest in, in little ways of doing that stuff. Um, uh, huddle, are they watching little clips that I'll put up there? Are, are they all doing it or enough of them doing it? But also balancing the the um, the time that they're here and not like on their days off, actually giving them days off. So mm. after work, when they don't have footy training, they actually are at home Um investing in family time or, or finishing off their work or, or something like that because it's pretty demanding on them um, at, at, the, at the moment we ask a fair bit um, 
and our Saturday sessions are, are, are good long ones um, deliberately so that the Mondays and Wednesdays are a little bit shorter. Um, but yeah, and it's same on assistant coaches as well. They're in the same boat and, and you know better than anyone with the VFL program and the boys that are, the tradies that are coming in after smashing tools all day and then we're asking them to do 10K of, of, uh, of a footy session. Yeah, um, that empathy needs to be there, doesn't it? Oh, like, if you're to, and an understanding, otherwise you'd, you're probably about to touch on that, but you'd lose them and then yeah. they're pretty hard to get back. If you lose, if you lose sight of being a player... And, and you, you certainly get that side of it is if you lose about what it would feel like to mm-hmm. be a player and you think you don't need to know what they're doing or how they're feeling when they're doing things, then you, you're sort of losing the more the manager side, I reckon, mm. of, of being a coach. Um, so that's really important. And, we, and we'll we'll throw little things out. I'm not we had a last session last night, so we... Um, just some little shuttles in between drills that I didn't put on the, on the training plan and when they saw it before training. And that's the only thought I, I won't, I usually like to give them clarity around what they're yeah. doing. But last night was just a couple of little spring ones in there just to keep them going. How so, was that? Was the feedback good or was it oh, backlash or was it know, <laughs> a bit said, of whinging? Or? Well, one of them was getting strapped in, uh, mid-session and she goes, what are those two poles doing out there? <laughs> And I said, oh, what do you mean? She goes, they're the shuttle poles that you use usually. And I've gone, oh, no, no, they're for another drill. She goes, that's crap. You, 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 you're lying to me. And I said, oh, I'm not lying. I'm just not telling you all the truth <laughs> with that one. And then five minutes Keep later, you spring, from yeah, later, five minutes later, you spring the shuttle on them. But, um, and, and that, we just changing things around, like just to keep them... If, you, if they keep coming to training, doing the same drills, the same format of training... Them in it's just, ways. yeah, yep. like... You got to you got to put yourself in the shoes. If they've been up at six a.m. to get ready for work, leave the house at seven. Oh, I'm probably using the example of a teacher. Be at work at um, eight, teach classes all day, then leave to go to footy with kids. With yes, yeah, tough. It's a, oh, it's a it's a it's a huge <laughs> we've day. Got kids and, and we've got uh, we're, we're yeah. one of our girls, Emma Mackie's just had a baby. Uh, her oh, partner's yeah. just had a baby. So, and she's just started work. She's just graduated as a copper. Yeah. So, at the moment. She's coming in after maybe doing a shift and then being home for little Finn, who's probably two months old now. Yeah, right. So every Sleeps yeah, so and, and yep. footy footy's your third or fourth priority. Yeah. And if we if I demand too much from that, you're going to lose her completely. So um, it's a real balancing act with and treating your player individually as well is is really important. How do you go with the balance? Um, you got a young family as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we had little Ella. The Tuesday of Grand Final week. Um, it was a, it was a pretty big week with. Um, it's clearly, a big week when you're having a baby, let alone uh, trying to win a Grand Final yeah, as well. And it, and um, obviously with training in there, and and then um, Katie's tribunal yeah, appearance was, was thrown in there as well. So um, I Katie was being really looked after by the football club. So um, Granny, a meet. Um, Peter and the like so I was and Debbie I was able to sort of hand that over a little bit and provide support but I was also I was so mindful of if this doesn't happen if this if she doesn't get off um, and will the club will exhaust every avenue to try and get her off if she doesn't get off I've got a girl that I need to bring into this side how do you so for this case it was Kirsten McLeod who'd played round six at GWS, hurt her hamstring, missed round seven because of her hamstring. Dee Berry comes in, plays really well, keeps her spot for the grand final. Um, Kirsten's sitting there as the emergency, but I'm tell, I couldn't tell her much. So mm. the Wednesday night when we read out the team, Katie's got another challenge for the appeals on Thursday. Um, so I'm selecting Katie, waiting on that, but I'm saying to Macca, I do, okay. So then the Thursday appeal happens and I'm on the phone to Macca straight after it, but then I still can't. So Katie's unsuccessful with the appeal, um, which was shattering for her and for, for us as a group. But for Macca, I'm ringing her going, I don't know what the next step is. Are they having some discussions? I got a, and I got a message at 5 to 12 that night, albeit I'm in a 
in the um yeah you've just I'm you've the just grand, pushed past I'm the yeah the, the yeah partners the having grand, a baby as well and you the grand, got the grand hire just, just getting room service oh it's um, tough isn't it the with, grand hire yeah yeah with the with the new the newborn who's um who luckily was amazing like the, and, and sarah was amazing through that that i'm ringing her at quarter to 12 once i got the message but it still wasn't a guarantee that they weren't potentially going to go for an injunction so um yeah, quarter to, at five to twelve, I've I've sent her a message and she was in bed. Um, didn't get it to the next mm. morning that you're now definitely playing. This mm-hmm. is what this is what's unfolded. So within not even thirty six hours, thirty hours, she's playing in an AFL Women's Grand Final. Um, so it's a real headspace for her. So trying to give her clarity and um, really really keep her as positive, and she ends up kicking a really crucial goal. She didn't have a kick till half time. She had three tackles, which for her it really is, is huge. Um, kicked a goal and then kicked one off her heel that wasn't it was paid a point. Yeah, yeah, that yeah I remember that. Bit, yep. Which would have definitely put the game away. Um, so she came in, had a massive influence on the result and the game. But that I had to be really mindful of the girl coming in as well because we needed her to perform. Um, and that's the, the psychology probably of the, of the coaching side of it. Um, did I get it all right? No, clearly not, but um, she was able to perform, so I got something right with that one. Mm-hmm. What about back to you? Do you remember the question I asked you? No. It was about balance and oh, how do balance. you balance? Um, <laughs> obviously, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you get you get absorbed. Uh, you do get absorbed in it, and that's part of coaching. It doesn't matter. Um, I did Can you sit- shut off though? Um, and do you get reminded that you're not shutting oh, yeah, off all the time? Like, because then if you you come home and you're you're on your phone. You're then checking Twitter and finding out what the news is, and you're not investing in the conversations. And um, there was a good one. Um, I can't even remember what it was the other day. Um, around you're not going to like. It's all great chasing success and and the ultimate prize, but if that comes at a cost, then is it really worth it? Mm. So like, you want success, but you won't you, you don't want to sacrifice something along the way that when you get there so and that we when we've chatted about that as well in terms of having the kids and mm. um and because the afl women's and the vfl environment is um that four till eight four till nine um period of the day when it's mayhem at home yep. you've got you've got the, the dinner rolled in a bath rolled into bedtime and if you're um absent from absent from that a lot um that can make things difficult um but and a, and a three-year-old doesn't know if you're sitting at your computer doing work or you or what you're doing so you, you sometimes just have to shut it off i'm trying to balance that a little bit better um it needs it needs some work still um but Hopefully, this next little period, this 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 season, in terms of game wise, that there'll be a good balance with that. Yeah, it's key to all coaches, I think, whether they can continue to be present, um, especially when they're at home, because it's so important, as oh, you said, especially you know, younger families and stuff like that. Because your your daughter's three, yeah, my daughter's ten. She's starting to pick up on that. Oh, I won't see you till you know tomorrow morning yep. and stuff like that so that's when they do start to to realize a bit more and stuff so you've got to be there when you can be um just yeah it is the balance but we also um i mean zoe uh sarah brought zoe down on saturday to our the family day and to our main session and i saw um jamie maddox's little elfie was here and even i think it was jacko trengrove's yep. um little girl was here so we and Deb and Deb's got little Mac, so we let them come to training and run around. It brings and the girls do love that side of it as well, but it brings a bit of understanding about for them to understand what we're going through as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because I I get the, I always have sort of said that or I don't think coaches allow themselves to be vulnerable a little bit to their playing group. Um, they it's, it might be an older thing where they feel as if they've got to stand up there and be the 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 real strong person that's um follow me sort of mm. out of this is the way it's done for success whereas um it's changing a lot yeah clearly. it's breaking you, down a little yeah, bit now isn't it? i reckon that even in afl circles the yeah. last probably three or four years it's um 
it's starting to happen. Yeah. Uh, and I think players appreciate that. Because yeah. as you said before, whether it's you, whether it's, you know, the players you've got on your list, whether it's staff, everyone's got something going on in their mm. life. Oh, um, obviously, there's a job to do and performance in this environment is key. But when you can take a breath and understand that there's stuff going on with people, then I think that does create a better environment for everyone. And that's and that it, it, it is um, clearly the 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 number one thing for players, but also the coaches, and that's what the coaches association um, do it really do it really well. Mm. We do our surveys and yeah, support. Um, and it's funny you do a survey, and it might have had a stressful week, um, and they and, and you get the call just for a check in. Say, oh look, one or two of these answers was different to, to mm. usual. Is everything okay? Um, we, and that's like you feel you really do feel quite comfortable um, to be able to explain just an explanation yeah look that, that was just you got me you actually did get me on a bad day or there might be an underlying thing that, that you do need to speak to someone I about mm. um, so yeah that's really important thanks for that Grovesy hold that thought because we've got some more questions coming um, we've just got to hear from our great sponsors the AFL Coaches Association has an important partnership with Shadforth Financial Group. Ask yourself four simple questions. Do you know when you'll be debt free? If you died tomorrow, would your family be okay? Do you know when you'll have enough money to retire? Are you earning more than you spend? If you answered no to any of those questions, you should talk to Shadforth and quick. Can't do an interview without asking about Isabel Huntington. Um, uh, how's she tracking? Uh, obviously, huge talent. Yep. Um, where do you see she's at at the moment? Yeah, it was it was a bit of a scare. Um, the radiologist probably gave us uh, a live incorrect report um, on the Sunday, so I was sort of waiting to the Wednesday to see the doctor to um, find out that it was actually okay and the ACL's done what it was supposed to um it's clearly uh put us back a couple of weeks in terms of where we were tracking um we're hopeful that she'll she'll play a part of this season we, we think she will probably the later part of it um but i mean you, the the quarter that she hurt her knee last year against brisbane she's kicked to playing on kate luckins who's the best defender in the comp mm. um for last season um so that you got a little snapshot there and then the next contest was when she went down. So um, she's, a, she's a freak footballer um, that we just hope that we're doing everything right, taking our time with her, making sure that we can... She, she's 19. Um, she's got 10 years of footy left in her. So um, we'll... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll play a little bit cautious with that, but we're really hopeful that, that she'll play a part. What With the women's game, what is your perception of where it's at at the moment from just the holistic view of the game Injuries are talked about a lot yeah. with the girls. Um, how big can it get? Because it's hit the ground running mm. um, and, you know, it's grabbed a different market in a sense. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, so, so what's your perception of where it's at at the moment and where can it get to? I think when you say it's got a different market, I think that's probably the, the real crucial thing with this um, is that it's a very different atmosphere i had i had um a group of mates the first season come to one of our games we we're playing adelaide so here i think it was our second game maybe second or third game so they were here basically to sit on the hill cheer the bull, bulldogs um and have a beer in in the, in the lovely warm weather and after the game they came up and they said i can't believe that adelaide were doing their warm-up and running down to the goals and it's a fully bulldogs crowd and everyone's clapping them mm. And I, and I go, really? Like, he goes, they were just so nice. Everyone was just clapping the, the like Aaron Phillips and all the, the, the Adelaide girls. I said, well, I, wouldn't, I wasn't glad I didn't hear that. But, <laughs> um, but that's, that's probably the perceived side of it now. Um, expansion worries me, but uh, I understand why it's going to happen. The clubs now are, um, are fighting pretty hard to get into it the ones that aren't in it um why does it worry you the talent pool yeah yeah a little bit um we are the pathways are now created and they're developing um to bring more girls through we just we just still 
don't have no, don't have that many girls playing the game um, overall. So to have 18 teams in a couple of years is going to be it's going to be pretty tough on the talent pool. But I think we'll be okay as long as we invest in the the skill development side of it and understand that um, the sta- it's 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 going to be a very different game to the men's game forever. Um, but we, um, I, I, there's no, having two girls. There's nothing, I think, better than has seeing strong, powerful young females. And um, you wouldn't, you would love your girls to grow up like um, a Libby Birch and Ali Blackburn and Katie Brennan out of our team that um, are just the ultimate young lady. Um, and that's that's really powerful for what they're doing. So we've got a, we've got an exposure for that now. Um, I. I worry around some of the older generation who maybe um, aren't as positive when their kids are around, around women's footy, um, because then those kids will go to school and say, ah. Males? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, not not all, though. But if you've got a little boy who's seven years old and you're watching a female game and you're sitting there going, oh, this is crap, this is rubbish, they can't even hit the target, rah, rah, then that little boy's going to go to school and then that's going to be, it could be a little girl, that's going to infiltrate into their thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we, as males, as a general rule, need to treat females a lot better anyway. Um, so that, I think it starts with that sort of thing. And it's, um, we do need to, to, to improve in that area. Um, but the standard, they're trying. I can, I can guarantee you when they, when they miss a target or they, or they're, they don't get there and they give a free kick away. It's like the boys. They are, they're, they're, if anything, the enthusiasm and want is, is outweighs the, the, mm. the men. They, that's why there's probably a few head knocks and injuries is because the girls, oh, you yeah, tell them to charge through a contest, they actually are doing it harder because they want to help the team and they want to impress the coaches and, and do the team thing. We just haven't got the experience behind protecting yourself um, and the like of that but they, we are, they are different mm. um, the female body so that that certainly in, influences that so would you say the pathways is probably the one of the more important areas firstly for for players we'll touch on coaches in a second but would that be one of the biggest areas especially with the talent pool potentially diminishing a little bit with the new teams coming in um, that surely there's a real importance yep. of, for those younger girls to learn exactly what you're talking about, um, the skill development, but also the protection around, um, you know, the head and all that sort of stuff, which, um, you know, if you fall out of the game, which has happened previously that they, what did they, they had to finish it under 12s or under yeah, 14s, 14s or something like yeah. that. So um, obviously looking from someone from outside of it, that that would be a really important part that needs to continue to, to grow yeah, think? and the AFL have done, they've just released their um, prepare to play um, document for, for females in spe- uh, specifically around the ACL. So it's a half hour program at the, end, at the start yeah, of okay. every training yeah, it's session. Good. It's all landing, it's all um, angles and basically just preparing yourself to, to make the, the legs stronger to withstand that. Um, the, the, the more girls we get, the more we're going to be able to then get female-specific programs coming through, um, which will focus on a few, uh, maybe those those ones. But it's also them having the experience playing footy. So they understand, um, as opposed to maybe playing a netball or a hockey or something like that, where um, it's very different in what they're doing. Um, yeah, it, and it's what we talk about all the time. You've got a duty of care to... As the tackler, you've got a duty of care to the person you're tackling as well to protect their head. It's the most important. It's at any level too, isn't it? It's 100%. not just the, It's just not the girls. It's, you've got, like, you might think it's great because you sling them and you get a free kick holding the ball or and then they're potentially a little bit hurt for the gap. But that person's head is the most um, important, clearly the, mo- the brain, the most important um, organ in the body. So... We we just we've got to get. I think we're getting pretty good at that. Um, we even raised at the AFL meeting the other week around the tackle. Do if you take him to ground in a tackle, is that a free kick against you? It would change the whole game, and it would probably make it a little bit more attacking. So it would please 
a few of the, the head honchos at AFL, but um, is that something that we can look at um, for the women's game to, to introduce or do we bring it into an under-18 level to, to see the impact of it? I don't know, Just, but I'm also advocate for the super goal and um, mm. in, in the women's footy and um, little tweaks to the rules um, to expose, not to expose, but to, to put on show some skill sets that the girls have. Because um, they can kick it a fair way, but and if they're given a little bit of an incentive, they'll, they'll certainly have a crack at it. Thanks for that, Grovesy. We're just going to take a quick break once we hear from our sponsors. The AFL Coaches Association has an important partnership with Shadforth Financial Group. Ask yourself four simple questions. Do you know when you'll be debt free? If you died tomorrow, would your family be okay? Do you know when you'll have enough money to retire? Are you earning more than you spend? If you answered no to any of those questions, you should talk to Shadforth and quick. Just on that that pathway and for players we're talking about, uh, the Coaches Association have just got a new partner on board, Lucky Chicken Eggs. Did you like that? Did you see how yeah, I did that? That was good. very well good done. by me, wasn't well it? Done. So, um, but providing a scholarship for um, AFLW coaches. We don't have too many women. Yeah. Um, obviously, you're a male and you've got a job as an AFLW coach. Um, where do you see that space at the moment? How can we get it better? Yeah. Um, obviously, this sponsorship helps that. Yeah, overriding thing for the girls when you speak to them around um, our coaching panel is they want – the best coaches um the best current coaches is what this scholarship sort of aimed at is the girls that are currently playing so it's those it's the the later years girls that and and with expansion everything they might be able to play for another four or five years when previously they've sort of thought about retiring and and a seven game season they might just play afl footy now um but i've already spoken to three or four in, in in my group that i would be pushing this scholarship for them to apply for it, yep. Um, because it's 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 an, a really exciting opportunity for for a female um, to be involved in that. And you, it, it's Daisy's sort of blazing a fair trail in that space, and she is extremely knowledgeable on football, but also works really really hard to have that knowledge. Um, so we we're gonna we're gonna have more female coaches coming through. Um, but it's now about exposing them to the higher levels. It's now about exposing them to, to coaching as well and coaching your, your own team, making mistakes uh, and, and learning from, from what you're doing um, and coming through. So there's certainly the pathways that you've got. We're, we're crying out for girls in the under-18 under 18 pathways, 16s, 14s, all of that now, interleague teams, um, and local clubs like the amateurs, you look at the amateurs. It's huge, isn't oh, it? It's massive. Teams. I don't know where they're going to fit everyone. Yeah, in terms, the grounds, they're going to have to play Friday nights or yeah, Thursday grounds, nights or know, something like that. I know um, a few of the ammo clubs then play the girls' game straight after the Saturday Arvo men's game. So the ones play, and then while the ones are all fit, the girls, the women's team rolls out sort of half under lights um, <laughs> and and plays plays that game, which is which and um, the clubs have got to make sure they're in, including those females if it's yeah. a senior female team you've got to try and keep it on the equal footing as the senior men's team as well uh, which is a huge change for a lot of people involved in footy clubs um, but it can only be better for the for the clubs and the ones that have embraced it um, we've got uh, Ro Young in our VFL coaching panel this year who was the old Zavs women's coach last year um, had a crack there they were pretty unhappy to lose her um, because she's done such a great job so we want to give her the opportunity that at the next level um, in our VFL space and see where that may take. If, if she wants to keep going with it, that's great. Um, but she's been really good. So there's some certainly some females out there that we that we know. We've got Bree White straight off um, from Collingwood's list last year that played um, with the VFL group. She's in one of our development coaches this year. So, um, yeah, we've got a few females floating through the program. Yeah, great. And last last question... Pump up those four or five girls that you think could end up being good coaches down the track. That um, well, who, Nick, who are they? Nick Callanan did the level two course the other day. Yep. Um, so 
came to me and was a bit nervous around, oh, it's on a Saturday, all these courses. We've got our main session on a Saturday. I, I don't think I'll go. I said, you're going. I said, I said go to that. Because even playing now and having coached, if I had known a little bit about the coaching oh, yeah. side, yeah, coaching sure. side. So how can we fast track that a little bit for players? I wish all should do it when they're oh, it's 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 a twenty two, three, four, and then they yeah might appreciate or learn yeah. just what where we're coming from from a from a coaching angle. Um, even though it, it's so far off, yeah, um, you know they've probably got ten year careers to go, but. Um, Oh, I definitely agree with that. I found that for sure. I did yeah, those just, courses later in my career and got an understanding of why the coaches were doing certain things and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, and that's like, especially even at the local level, you you, you you get the game plan spoken to you, like told to you of what we want you to do, but um, how's the coach constructed that? What have they seen to then come up with that? What are the strengths of the players and everything? And you just don't have enough time to be able to impart mm. all of that. But... Um, and it's great. Like you look at you look at Collingwood and, and Chloe, who's out. For, Chloe Malloy is out for the year. Is going to do their oppo and uh, analyst stuff work with with um, for them as well. So that's going to help her no end um, with her footy development. So Nick Callanan, uh, Lawrence Bark was pretty. He's involved heavily with the cross coders program um, that brings some Irish girls out here. Um, we've got one Ash Mac um, for us. So um, she's another one that I'm sort of. I would I'm pushing to, to do this whether she wants to coach or not let's just have a look at it and mm-hmm. um, she's got all the sort of the, the mannerisms to, to be a, a really positive coach um, and then like well, probably younger ones that it's like uh, Katie um, Ali um, Scotty knows a lot about like, a lot about footy um, a few of the younger ones are going to be really really good coaches yeah right um, uh, but they're probably they're going to play for women's for a long time so you sort of don't want to um, confuse them too much but as we go back to that that if they understand if they do these courses early um, it will be really advantageous for them as well but we've just got to get more coaches we've got more teams coming through the pathways there for for people to go into a VFL team be an assistant there potentially then maybe be a development in AFL environment maybe at a VFL head coaching position and then all of a sudden there's four new teams, eight new teams coming in the AFL environment. We need Tommy Hunter's one who's doing Richmond's VFL women's. Um, I was with, at called with him, young fella, was on Collingwood's list, um, a neck injury ruined his career, turned to coaching early um, and he's doing great things with their Richmond VFL squad and they come into the AFL next year. So, um, oh, look, it's... Um, yeah, it's it's just we've we've got to be encouraging them and giving them sort of skills for outside of footy as well. I think uh, you've hit the nail on the head. Whether it's a male or a female, we're going to need more coaches for because there's more teams. Yeah. You know, I think it's great that um, even AFL players see the AFLW as a pathway. You know, we had Ruffy yeah, help yeah. you out. Um, I know Tom Stewart. I think is yeah. helping out with Geelong. There might be another player as well down there so um yeah the more the merrier and it'll yeah. only make the great the game greater and ruffy was ruffy was huge for us last year and it's it is a balancing act for the the <coughs> afl the current afl crop um to give up week nights as well when they're when they've had those long days and we were training wednesdays so ruffy sometimes would have to come in um and and i'd be always telling him no you're not kicking and you're not like you you you're doing your load like they're also to kick. you got bevo in the back of your head going, i do have, yeah, 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 yeah I, do, I do have that as well so and mitch did mitch wallace did a little bit the um the exhibition game that we did in the first year so um and the girls just love it yeah the girls yeah, love it's good um love that exposure as well so yeah all positive good Gravesy, that's it from me thanks uh i've really enjoyed that uh, appreciate your time and good luck going back to back. <laughs> Thanks, mate. It's, uh, it will embrace that process, and if it, if it comes out that we can uh, get close to or possibly win it again, then we'll be wrapped. But um, as long as the girls are developing and we've got the new change rooms to get into, listen to you. That's that's it, it cliche, is, is, coach. Cliche. Right there, well done. I'm not going to sit here. And, I'm not going to sit here. And <laughs> well, you're going back to so, back. Positive. Yeah, hey, it. don't I'm, bring it down. Expectations no, down, yeah. and then whack. We'll, no, no. we'll be right. We've got the facilities to to jump into sort of round one, the new rooms, um, 
and then it's, it's always a juggling act with facilities and everything everywhere so with just new teams there's more demand on people everywhere so um, thanks mate always good I didn't get to ask you uh, anywhere near as many questions as I was hoping to when I came into this um, just the way I wanted it yeah he's, he's managed it <laughs> he's managed to do that perfectly so um, thank you <laughs>